What's up, everybody? Welcome to Blue Nar Power. This is Gabby and KT. And we're back with another episode. Thank you, guys. Um, yeah, you can hit us up at all social medias at Blue Nar PWR. Um, not even gonna say we gonna be here every week, every other <laughs> week. We just, you know how it is, guys, with life. But we're glad we could do another episode. And uh, we thank you all for joining us today. Um. We still ain't got no structured ass episode yet. It's coming soon once we ourselves are structured. Right now, though, we did want to talk about a couple things. One of the things is, um, was we got everybody in the uproar. The Jason Aldean, uh, try to in the small town video. Um, and uh, KT's gonna talk a little bit about some of the stuff that they're indoctrinating her with in college. It's a lot of a cookery as we like to say mm-hmm. and so we're gonna talk about that and um whatever else comes up so in may i think the dude came out with the small town uh song and pretty much what it is is a synopsis of he's talking to these people they don't say who it is <laughs> but they don't love they cussing they don't like the police so they're pretty much degenerates, and they're doing this and doing that in they're, the city. Uh, catching flags on fire, and in the city, he he makes sure he mentions in the city. Mm-hmm. And then he said, "You try that shit in a small town. Watch what happens." <laughs> and he's pretty much saying you're gonna get your ass whooped. The visuals, the oh, yeah. visuals. Some girl on TikTok was pointing out they literally. That one place with the American flag where the dude is singing was literally the site of a lynching at a, a race riot. It was actually the site of several lynchings. Um, the imagery literally at the end that has the sun going down, signifying a, a sundown town. Right. Um, and some of the, uh, one of the newspaper clippings they had, it was of a white man threatening another white man for pretty much um siding with black people uh, and it's just you know it's it's back to that good old overt shit and um apparently that song about to be number one since the backlash and people are you know Make rightfully video. upset and and some people are capitalizing off of it and saying it ain't no big deal now to me Normally, I'm like, you know, stuff is not, stuff is the same. Shit ain't changed. Yada, yada, yada. Which is true. Mm-hmm. This is nothing new. This is pretty much everything that, that them people be saying on Facebook anyway. But, you know, a corporation okayed this to be released. But I do think dude needs to be, obviously, needs to be some type of consequences. Because, uh, I mean, this, this, this just, I don't know. Like I said, he's taking it back to the old school stuff where it ain't even no nuance to it no more. And uh, that's what the people want. That's what the people need, apparently, the people in these small towns. And uh, we know what small town signifies. It's not a physical place. It's, 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 it has always been the backdrop for good old traditional white America mm-hmm. um, and everything that stands for evangelicalism and hard working and Bible thumping and patriotic and this, that, and the third. And um, that's pretty much what dude's saying. We know that this is really just a song telling black people to not step out of line or 
there's gonna be some consequences yeah. okay kt as somebody who is a former small town resident born and raised i would like to know your thoughts about the small town because apparently what i'm getting what i'm getting from this song is the small towns are just tight-knit communities that care about each other and are all about protecting each other keeping everybody safe there's a lot of um I don't know. It just seems like a, a, a very strong, firm, supportive place to live if you are a white person. <laughs> All right. So, uh, yeah. Majority of my life was spent in a very small town in uh, Missouri. Uh, if you know anything about Missouri, you know they are extremely, extremely conservative. Uh, even down to the point where, as I was growing up, if you went down the highway, you would see anti-abortion uh, billboards. So, with that being said, um, I'm trying to think. Whoa. I'm, I'm, no, that's bullshit what you said and what Jason Aldean is talking about. It's bullshit. The same exact politics are repeated in a small town as they are in a major city. There is absolutely zero difference. There are poor, extremely poor black people that live there. You think they're poor in the city. Wait till you go to a small town. They're extremely dirt poor. And then there are the upper class or middle class white people that have money. That's it. It's the same exact, it's the same thing. There is no sense of community. That's not, that's not a real thing. That's not what happens. So there's only poor black people in the small towns? majority of the time yeah if there is a single i promise you like the city that i grew up in there was only uh probably about like maybe two black families that had any kind of money uh and one of them was the police chief but i'm saying as far as not even just bl black people in their economic status like was there any white poor people in the small town or just black poor people in the small no, town? No, it was small poor people too. Small town had uh, poor white people as well. But again, the, none of that had to do with community. Like the classism is still happening. The racism is still happening. It There's there's no community togetherness like he's trying to say. So there was no white, commun white community there? No. So if something happened in a small town, y'all wouldn't, wouldn't all come together with y'all little muskets and shotguns and... Defend the city. No. Hmm. <laughs> Try that in a small town. <laughs> Try that in a small town. I'm trying to think of like, I lived there for, uh, I lived there for like 18 years, right? And before that, I lived in an even smaller uh, town with even less population. And... Majority of poor white people are on drugs, to be honest. Like, it is, even if we look at not just from Missouri, but if we, everyone always points out what uh, Virginia and the, the poor white people in the mountains and stuff like that. But, like, yeah. I'm trying to think my grandma's town that she lives in now, majority of the white people there who are poor are on drugs. They're not over here. Uh, fighting the, <laughs> fighting other people. They're probably like falling into pop propaganda pipelines with Fox News or other news stations and stuff like that. But they're not like, if something happens, they're, 
they really don't give a shit. There's not a trained militia ready to fight at any mm, at all time. No. Interesting. No. So that's what I would say. I think small town is really a euphemism for of course the white people because because as, as we've seen like as and I'm thinking this is like post slavery obviously and the industrial revolution and the and post great migration of a lot of black people mm-hmm. to the city the city became racialized and the yeah. city became otherized because it was a place where all the immigrants were and it's a place where a lot of the black people were and they were starting to get uppity and they were starting to make money so the city began to be seen as that's where the black is in the rural place that is that's where the good old white people are the ones that's for the family values and shit like that. And it's kind of still how it is now. And, um, yeah, so what 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 the Jason Aldean cat was is was trying to do is what a lot of artists of all races do all the freaking time. They try to relate to a demographic of people that are super-duper down on their luck, super-duper oppressed, super-duper economically disadvantaged if we like to say mm. uh larp their identities and then position themselves as a spokesperson for those people in order to get money and revenue and that's all this guy was doing you think that man can relate to anything that's going on in in bumfuck egypt in missouri somewhere over there in a company town you think that man knows anything if we look up this man thing he probably lived in a a rich ass family like all these musicians do and and like kid rock and everybody and and just use this stuff as a stepping stone and he knows that a lot of times the people that's even going to the shows, the people that's giving him all that money, it ain't no small town people. These is people that is just race, random racist people, white America, all over America. And this gives them a chance to LARP as well because they know they didn't get no power. They know that they are still economically disadvantaged. And this gives them their race war fantasy that allows them to continue to align with the state, mm-hmm. suck the police's dick, and go with all status quo things and never question anything ever. And so that's what this guy is doing. And it's similar to what, what these other people do in, in other genres. People talk about country music at one point. It was for the working class, and it was for this, and it was for that, and then it turned mm-hmm. into something else. Okay, I'm not going to debate whether it was or whether it wasn't. It was still a white-ass genre. It was still built on racism. But we can give y'all that. We can give you that it may have been the voice for the working class, and it had good intentions at heart. But something down the line happened, and it became this, this dick-sucking-ass genre. Similar to hip-hop which also was the voice of working class people from America who were able to express themselves and talk about whatever it was. It wasn't perfect. But now it's become a dick-sucking genre for capitalism and and just falling in line in the status quo again. But and it's the same types of things. So with this, the dude saw an avenue. KT was trying to see if the, the, the uh, country genre is losing money. Maybe it is, maybe it ain't. I don't know. But we know that overall, this is just one more little, uh, little a drop in the bucket of 
keeping keeping everybody riled up you know what i'm saying so you don't you don't have time to sit down and actually think about some of the issues that we have going on let's just fight and let's just think about how we're better than the black people and how they better not try nothing with me and let's think about how we're better than the trans people and how they better not try to be in my face and try to take over and try to do this and do that let's say that we're better than the women and they better not try to get out of their place and stuff like that because all this stuff obviously is more important than the material things at hand. AKA, you do not have food. You don't have a grocery store in your neighborhood. You do not have access to adequate health care. You just drinking... mentioned something really crazy. What? And I hate to, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but you do not have a great grocery store in your area. When I, where I lived, there was one grocery store. And it was probably the size of like a Claire's mm-hmm. for majority of my life. We had to drive a good hour and a half in order to get somewhere that was a real grocery store. You're absolutely correct when you say that. You're so right in all of this. Is that it's it's not about it's 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 about how can I look better? How can I make myself feel better? Because that's how uh, individualism and capitalism even works period mm-hmm. because without that who are you if you can't say you're be- you're better than somebody else in capitalism then who are you you're nothing you're nothing you're nothing that's why everybody hates uh even when we're young we go on tangents like we always do participation awards you might as well just call me a damn son of a bitch. You better call my child a bastard than give them a participation award. How dare you reward them for participating in fun. They're either going to be the best or I don't care nothing about them. Everything starts there. Everything starts me, me, me. I have to be better. I have to have the best grades. I have to have the principles of this. I have to have graduate with honors because it shows that I'm better than everybody else. But it's interesting if we go back to this video, the individualism stuff, that goes away when we're talking about let's gang up on the blacks. All of a sudden, it's a small town and we have a community of people who are willing to fight and stand. Interesting when it's something that the state wants you to do. We will invoke community when it's patriotism when it's consumerism when it's going to your job the military the military everything's always your coworkers. we're family we're this we're that all that's community but when it comes to doing things you want to do by yourself or just you want to do outside of of capitalism that must be some type of competition Mm. that must be something that you that you're doing against other people. It is it's very it's very interesting when you think about it. Because you think about even like sexuality and stuff like that. People want people want that to be like that's your individual choice. That's your individual thing. Don't make that a big thing. Don't make that, you know, don't force this on us. Don't force that on us. But Christianity that's okay. That's okay. It's okay to force that on other people so, or to preach the good word to other people because you're converting others. They're not they don't say that like specifically, but that's what they're doing. It's just interesting. I, I, I don't know. Even if it, I was thinking about that, what's that one documentary them people uh in West Virginia, remember that white family? Yeah, like the, that's what I'm talking about. The man, the mountain people. The mountain, yeah, the the Virginia mountain people. Girl, them folks, 
the, nothing but alcoholics and and drug addicts and, and Mountain Dew kids and <laughs> what was one documentary we saw them kids all they drunk was Mountain Dew nobody had teeth in their mouth yeah like obviously this is the ideal for America obviously these are the people who have no other issues in the world and the only thing they have to worry about is a black person coming into that city and tearing up a building that's it. Didn't they say, uh, didn't they, like, go back and talk to them people and stuff, and they were, like, Trump supporters? Of course. <sighs> I, I mean, it, my thing is, it, I mean, it's the same thing in, uh, like, my grandma's town, like, the ones where, one where I grew up. Uh, she, if you go down the road, it's crazy to me, but if you go down the road, you're still seeing, like, Trump signs. You'll see American signs. You'll see uh, the American flag in front of the most dilapidated house you have ever seen in your mm-hmm. entire fucking life. And you're like, don't you have, is there not something else here that you can think about other than like maybe, you know, maybe maybe not American patriotism is the way to go? Maybe? But I think that's just all they know. They wouldn't even know another, they wouldn't even know about alternatives. I don't think they and know here's a, another thing too. If we look at like how education is set up, even in those small towns, like education is not set up in order for you to have the greatest mind in the entire world. It's not. It's not set up for you to have intellectualism. It's not set up for you to think about theory. It's set up to get you into the closest factory. It's set up to get you to the closest farm. It's set up to get you closest like th- those type of things. It's interesting. Yeah, I mean, it's just to make minions out of you. It's just yeah. give you just enough so that you are just a loyal American citizen and you'll go to work and you'll yep. feel like it's your personal responsibility and you place all your worth as a person with America, Jesus, and your job. Yep. But try that in a small town. Try that in a small town. It's, it's, that's just, it really is hilarious when you think about it. Just, just But, it, but it's, it's, I don't know. I don't know. Anyways, <laughs> like we like we've already been talking about, KT is back in school, and some of this stuff she's been telling me about that they're making her read and write about. <laughs> it is hilarious. KT, what's that last thing you had to write about with the HR department? Uh, what was that? Uh, <laughs> what was that project about? <sighs> okay, so the project is that I have to. Uh, there's this lady uh, who is talking bad about a manager in a corporation that I work for. And I'm I'm supposed to be HR, okay? So the lady posts on social media, and she says, you know, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. This guy, blah, 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 blah. Like, she's, she's uh, airing her grievances on social media, the lady is. So I have to, as an HR person, have to come up with a way to fire this lady, in seven pages. <laughs> I have to outline what the social media policy is, what the disciplinary action is, and how I can go about firing this lady in the most effective, uh, uh, cuckish way possible. That's the best word I can think of. Because they tell you that you've got to be positive. you got to make sure that this is a positive paper. Not one where you're like, okay, this lady is a terrible person. Mm-hmm. But one where you're just like barely holding it there but something that was more interesting to me than that one was uh previously i have to read this book by i don't remember his first name but it's carnegie and it's something like how to win friends 
and things like that, okay? So I had to read that. And they said that one of the, the best leaders in the entire American system was Abraham Lincoln because he never complained. He never bitched. He never was upset about things. And if he was, he was positive while he did it. But then they don't mention, like, the context of Abraham Lincoln, who he was, and what he did. It, I don't know. It's just weird. It's just. What was the point of it? What was the point? What was that? What was the point of the Abraham Lincoln thing? The point of the Abraham Lincoln thing was to show that you could be a good leader without putting other people down. And so, they basically said he was a great leader because he was able to get the Emancipation Proclamation completed but they were trying to say like hey you shouldn't complain and I had to write a discussion post on it and I had to be like um like he didn't just randomly do the emancipation proclamation people had to complain in order to get the emancipation proclamation passed Mm -hmm. like it just like anyway all of it builds up I'm, I'm rambling but all of this builds up to say that Capitalism wants you to put on a facade, and they want you to put on this fake face that you're a positive, wonderful human being while you're shitting and spitting in their face. Yep. Yep, that's it. And and that's not, like, that's the corporate world, period. I feel like that's very, it's very 20, 21st century. It's very 20, uh, late to uh arts early 2010s this whole um this is a community and this is about love and this is about mental health and this is about um using the the perfect flowery corporate language yeah it's, and it's, making everything it's just really passive aggressive so that it doesn't seem like i'm doing what i'm doing so that you can be gaslit by your own self i mean that's really, really what it is bad is how they are yeah and so Uh, Not only that, but the second book that I'm reading along with that is a business essentials book. And uh, you would think, you would think that if it's business essentials, that they would break down different types of economies, right? They would break down capitalism, communism, socialism, blah, blah, blah. No. They literally spent a paragraph on communism and on socialism. The rest of the book is how capitalism works. Mm-hmm. And they say the quiet part out loud. All these arguments that you guys are having with each other on Twitter, they literally say it in the book. Verbatim. Like what? Uh, for instance, uh, what what was the, the supply-demand thing that I read off to you? Oh, yeah, we talked about that, about unemployment and... Uh... Oh, yeah, yeah, how how unemployment is connected to supply and demand and how unemployment, like, obviously we know it's connected to the uh, economy and there has to be a group of people who are unemployed in order for the economy to continue. The book literally says that. And we just, I just saw something on uh, Twitter that was saying that the uh, black unemployment uh, rate was rising. So that means that the, the economy is about to get, quote unquote, better. Yeah, it's about to get soon. better. So uh, just something to look out for. Now, KT is not not going to school to be no damn uh, manager. She's not going to school for business. She's going to school for cybersecurity. But for some reason, she has to take all these little random cookie classes. Yeah. I don't understand what that's about. It's cybersecurity. The way they do it is they put cybersecurity with business because as somebody who is a cybersecurity person I guess like you would need to maybe sometimes create your own business 
to push forward in the in the cybersecurity industry. But I'm not trying to do all that. I'm just trying to get a job. Literally. <laughs> regular job and finish college uh, anyway it's a mess uh anybody who goes to school and does anything in in regards to business like if you are anti-capitalist if you're an anarchist and you are you're going to school in regards to business you're a cook like period like there's no way that you can actually be someone who actively fights against that while also like wanting to be a financial manager or uh, an HR manager. <laughs> I know some people like that. Oh, uh, but yes, guys. Um, it's things are just really, really just shaking my head. I don't even know at this point. Like, I'm just tired of the same old discourse, the same old this, the same old that. I just saw something yesterday that reminded me of something else that irked me. This is just going, this is just going to be an irking episode, what irks us. <laughs> Somebody was talking about, why whenever we got to talk about feminism, it always has to go into why it's beneficial to cis men. That always has to be the end all be all for the conversation on why it's important because patriarchy hurts cis men too. Why whenever we're trying to talk about a, a type of oppression, we always have to bring in another group and say how they're also affected for it to be legitimate. Like with transphobia, why now are we having to put black cis women in this conversation every time we're trying to talk about why transphobia is bad? It should be enough that black trans women are getting murdered left and right, that it should be, that that alone should be an issue. I don't have to come and, and make this relevant to you. I think that's something that we need to, I don't know, I, I guess like people think that they're doing a good or they're trying to meet people where they are but if you continue to coddle people in that type of thinking they'll never be able to think about other people without relating it to themselves you should be able to empathize or not empathize no you should be able to sympathize with somebody without going what they're going through without having any connection to what they're going through just because they are a human being so that takes uh deprogramming in itself but if we keep coddling that behavior always trying to find a connection on how we can make somebody care about something they'll, they'll continue to think that way they're not being challenged um but yeah i just thought about that because that is true like that's become the new thing about you have to make men see how feminism is good you have to make men see you are patriarchy think- is bad and hurts them well, we're not we're not challenging their thinking. They're already thinking male centered. Why are we still trying to go in that frame of thinking? Why are we still going in? You know what I'm saying? I think um, some of that push is in connection with how uh, I, I feel like some of that push is in connection with people who are still trying to play into. Um, the world, capitalism, period, and individualism. I mean, you can only expect individualism from an individualistic society. If anything that happens, it's always about empathy and not sympathy. That, I mean, that only makes sense for individualism. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Capitalism is based on individualism, and our current society is set up based on individualism. 
So the only way other people feel like they're going to be able to get someone else to understand their problems is if they tell them to put themselves in their shoes. I, I feel like that's a, a product of capitalism. I mean, yeah, it sucks, but... What, I mean, what, but, what I'm you... saying, but I'm saying as far as if you're calling yourself uh, uh, a progressive or a leftist oh, yeah, or yeah. anarchist or stuff like that... You shouldn't have to do all that. Why are you still relating shit... Why are you still relating shit to white people about you're yeah. poor too and we're poor too small town? Why are you still relating <laughs> stuff like that? Just relate it to black people are human beings. Period. Okay, I guess that can be the relation. They're human beings too. I guess. But then you. But ha- then, but but it should just be. This is bad. This should not happen, and we leave it at that. I don't know. Like I feel like I do know that a lot of. The indoctrination and stuff happens young in schools, like we talked yeah. about. The only time I'm trying to think about the times that community is um, emphasized at a school, because majority of the time it's about getting good grades for yourself. It's about achieving this, achieving that for yourself. You getting the award, you getting the uh, attendance award. I think about community maybe with sports. I think about community maybe when we're doing fundraisers at school. Going to lunch maybe. Getting in line. But, yeah, well, sometimes you can't talk at lunch. Sometimes you can't do anything. Like, you got to walk in a single file line. You got to, I mean. That's what I'm saying. Like, just everything. I, I don't understand. I mean, like, I understand that perspective and I definitely agree with it. But my thought process is, is that I I don't think that people are capable of not using empathy. You know what I'm saying? I feel like people, because we live in capitalism, they're no, more so going to be like I'm individualistic. That's the, that's the, that that is the indoctrination. Yeah, phase. of course. That's of course. where it starts. Even beyond the household, because with the household, you can say, well, the nuclear family is some type of community. But as far as relating with mass groups of people it's very me focused and it's in and that's that's how we're institutionalized k through 12 and you get in the job it's the same thing yeah and i would i would even argue that the nuclear family isn't based on community i believe it's based on individualistic goals I think it's I think it's one of them things where because even if you think about this, the nuclear family does not include your external family. It literally includes you, your wife, your son, your daughter, your dog. You know what I'm saying? Like that's an that's an individual goal of them people. It's an individual goal in order to become a nuclear family for the man. It's an individual goal for the woman to be part of the nuclear family. Those aren't you don't necessarily create a community just because there's five people in a household. Right, but it can it could be a community. There's there's different times. It could be a community. Uh if that's the way that the people in in the house work, but we know that that's not the way that they work. We know that things are most of the time the bit, the load of majority of the work is put on the woman and she acts as a servant right. and a baby maker for the man. So, I mean, there's, you know, I don't know. It, it just is in every it's aspect of our life. Every aspect of our life is is based around that. But what I'm saying is, don't play into it. Stop playing into it. 
Just say your piece. Say why this is bad. Fuck the people. Fuck everybody else and, and they fee-fees and what they think about it. State the facts. Let's go from there. If you for it, you for it. If you ain't, you ain't. Next. Like, I feel like there's so much, there is so much building that could be done with the people that are being oppressed in themselves without having to reach out to other people to get them to understand. Yeah, of course. It's not like every single woman, cis and trans, is together and united. And now it's anyway, like, okay, yep. we got everybody. Now let's go get the man. Yeah. Y'all ain't even did that. Mm-hmm. We ain't even did that yet. Just like everybody trying to go to the Nazis and the this and they going to the Hebrew Israelites and everybody. Y'all ain't even got the people that's for it here right, right now. Y'all ain't even did that first. Word about everybody and else. Word about everybody else yep. wasting time planning today rhetoric and all that other shit. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll say it again. Cook shit. We're going to be uh, deplatformed by YouTube. They're going to take our video down. If they ain't did it now, you know that they ain't doing it. But, yeah, guys, what do y'all think about all this? What do you think? It's just, just, it's just ridiculous, guys. It's ridiculous. Something else. One more thing about this small town. Because I'm just really, I'm tickled by it. Small towns. Let's go to Canton, Mississippi. Let's go to uh, Greenwood, Mississippi, where it's like 90% black. Let's go to these small towns. How come small town is the face of white people? When we know that majority of black people live in the South, majority of us live in that, um, what do they call it? It's a black soil district. It's it's something. The black belt. It has yes, something to the do with yeah, the black belt. That's where majority of us are still because that's where we were when we got set free. We set up shop there and we've been living here ever since. But somehow the white people are the face of the small town. Now, when we make the black people the face of the small town. And the town, South, too. And I the feel South. Like, yeah. That doesn't, and it doesn't make any sense because majority of the South is black people. Uh, per capita. Yeah. We'll say we'll say majority of the black people in America are in the South. There you go. Um, but it's it's just interesting how they have they have become the face. But I, I don't know, guys. I don't know. Like Katie said, it is late. But y'all let us know what you think about all these different things that's going on. Um, it's it's just it's, stuff is just getting ridiculous. I try to stay off Twitter, but sometimes we, can, just we just can't. can't. That's the thing. You can't. We can't be on Twitter no more. If you <laughs> if you guys see us on Twitter, it's gonna be rare because we just. I feel like people, a lot of people on Twitter do less organizing and more arguing with each other. And, like, that's just not productive. Or not I don't, that, I I like, don't think that that's productive at all for you to just sit up here and just argue all day on Twitter about, well, let's do this, or well, let's do that, or this is my theory, or that's my theory. Like, if you're using it as, like, a blog, if you're using it as, like, something for you to just talk your heart out to or whatever, cool. But you, going on there and actively trying to have conversations with people realistically is impossible oh yeah i mean that's yeah yeah and i think i think it's really become especially like with elon musk becoming a hold of it and everybody making money and stuff nobody is really in quote-unquote good faith anymore a lot of stuff is just you know it's half-ass shit people really don't want to change people really don't want to know nothing and so it just becomes a who can 
who can come up with the, the greatest comebacks, who can come up with the greatest zingers. And I've been I've been uh, guilty of this stuff. Yeah, well. I mean, of Because sometimes it's good to just roast people. Sometimes that alone <laughs> is a stress reliever, just cussing somebody out. And it's so much better when you don't even, you, you take a break from it because it's, it's just a lot of unserious people. I think that's really what it is. So many people are unserious that when you serious, you, you just start getting your blood pressure up for no reason. For no reason. And you notice that, too. Like I'm, like you said, your mental health. Like, whenever I get on Twitter, I feel more tense. I feel mm-hmm. more upset. You really do. I feel more angry and pissed off. But then the moment, like, I'm not on Twitter as much, and instead, like, maybe I'm on Tumblr, or maybe I'm just, like, not on social media. I'm doing schoolwork. I feel way better. I feel yeah. way better. So, yeah, I, I would encourage, anyway, you know, it. every once in a while, a little periodical, a little, maybe even take a little day. It's like today I ain't going to get on the thing and watch. Maybe we can know. Just think we can know. I mean, it is. It's still, I'm, <laughs> I'm 30 now. Katie about to be 30. It would, it would make sense. That would make sense. Anyways, we're, this is. We don't say it anyways. Hit us up <laughs> at Bill Nye PWR if you have anything you'd like to add, anything you'd like to tell us. Um. Yeah, we miss you guys. We're going to try to get back into it as much as we can, as possible, as much as possible as we can. Uh, but we love y'all. Thank y'all for tuning in, as always. This has been Gabby. And Katie. This has been Building Our Power. Bye.